Welcome, welcome to Burning Metal. This is your host and Forge Master G Metal. And we are about to start the Forge. Guess what, guys? It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna be talking about world building, why it matters, and how we're gonna get it started. Time to cool the blade. Welcome to this podcast. It's a great podcast. We're talking about world building. And a big part of world building is this. It is creating characters, surroundings, and so on and so forth. But a big thing is familiarity, right? For my first annulling example we're doing is the Bat Family. Because we all know who Batman is, right? Big, dark, and brooding. Justice. Darkness. He's just a top guy, right? But, on the other hand, he has four other protégés who are very different, but also very similar. His Robins. His Robins are very much just as important as Batman is. They were built from the ground up and for many years. Let's talk about the first Robin, Richard Grayson or Dick Grayson. He was the standard bearer for the Robin mantle, right? When we think of Robin, we're always thinking of Dick. Dick Grayson is a great character because not only is he lively, but even after he became Robin, he became a whole new different superhero inspired by Superman. This opened up the world for a Batman character because, as Batman was dark and brooding, Dick went on a different route, gave the whole Bat family a different direction they could go in. And for the second son is Jason Todd, the more street son, the rough and tough son, right? The middle child, I guess you could say. But Jason, an important thing about Jason is he's always on the back leg because of his anger, sort of like Bruce's anger, right? Bruce's anger is there, and Jason is there too, but Jason doesn't know how to solve it like Bruce did, and that's a big deal. So Jason accidentally dies by the Joker. Not The Joker meant to do it, but not Jason did not mean to die. And on top of that, he gets resurrected again, comic book style, and becomes an idea of what Batman was, but in the Joker's sense, where he becomes the Red Hood, because the one thing Jason feels most is the Joker for what he did to him. He's angry and scared of the Joker at the same time. It's a very hard thing for Jason, but it shows a different level of Batman, but in a different light. And this Robin is very much my personal favorite, but his universe, his personal view on Gotham, on crime, and how Dick Grayson and Batman does everything, it's different, right? Then we go to the third one, Tim Drake. Tim Drake didn't need to be a Robin. He chose it by himself. He found out who Batman was as Bruce Wayne. He wanted to help Batman become Batman, a better Batman, in the loss of Jason Todd. And Tim Drake is a then became the standard bearer of Robin, whereas Dick was the standard bearer before him, and Jason failed to live up to that. Tim set a whole new standard of Robin because of his success and good connection with Batman in his years as a sidekick to Batman. And not only was he able to adapt the world of Batman, 
but also to adapt well to his siblings, his adopted siblings, Jason and Dick. He was able to connect the family more. And the mythos where Jason was the criminal, destroying criminals, and Nightwing was the superhero being the best superhero with a good personality, is now expanding. Whereas most characters, normally, if they come from another character, will either do the exact same line, or they'll just veer off in something totally different. And the final son we're going to talk about is his biological son, Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne is his blood son, the one who is most like Bruce in personality and goal. Damian, though Tim Drake is in fact the better Robin, Damian embodies more of Bruce's principles of discipline, of rigidness, of seriousness, but he does not hold the personal drive that the other three had. Dick had the drive because he lost his parents to criminals. Jason came from a broken home. Tim Drake saw the value in what Batman was putting. Damien views Batman as an inheritance more than it is anything else. He will one day become Batman in a set. And each of the Robins are four different directions for a potential possible successor to the Batman mantle. And thusly... When the moment comes that DC may or may not want to put a new Batman up before we get Terry McGinnis, it will happen. We will get one of these four Robins. My bet is Tim Drake. Or maybe Damien. We don't know which one. I don't think Jason will get it because Jason is... Jason. He does what he does now at this point. And Dick shows very much dislike towards the Batman mantle. He does not want to be the Batman. Too much pressure. Overall, the world building of the Ford Robins for Bruce is spectacular. Could you get four different viewpoints of one different position, of one different city? And as a writer, you want to look at that and be like, I can go four different directions with this character now in the future. Or five, because there are other people who could potentially take the mantle, and you just don't know if they will or not. You know what I'm saying? But, I just picked the four Robins because they're four easy examples. Right now, I could probably talk about Duke as Signal, Luke Fox as a potential future Batman, there's Terry McGinnis, who's yet to be born, but he is still a future Batman. Even Barbara Gordon could be a future Batwoman. We have Kate Kane. We have Stephanie Brown. We have, we have so many great characters. Barbara Gordon. There are many directions, and the word of the Bat family is so diverse and story driven that you could tell a plethora of stories and still be the Bat family. The Bat family is one of those tight-knitted story threads that works so well that DC just goes back to that world every time they can. It works, people like it, and it's not hard for them to comprehend the idea of the Bat family. After all these years of new Robins and new sidekicks and potential other sidekicks, it's a great world-building exercise, and I think it's one of the best from DC Comics. Time to grind. What is it good for world-building? What is world-building really good for? You know what I'm talking about? Like, 
world building, and storytelling. In business, it's the same thing. It's great concept, right? You talk about comic books, you talk about anime, you can even talk about a clothing company. It's about building a culture, building expectation, but loose expectation, right? You build an expectation of what people want to see, such as something like a Disney, right? Disney, they do pretty good on building culture, but for me personally, it's a little bit too rigid on their culture because now they have Marvel, they got Star Wars, they got Fox, which has a number of good franchises that are more adult teen themed, and none of that fits with the culture of Disney. It actually is the exact opposite, where Disney's about children, growth, love, innocence. A lot of the new franchises are action, violence, death, amazing cool action cutscenes, and so on and so forth, horror, they got Predator and Alien now, and it's it's a very different thing now, right? But a good thing about world building, about cultural building, call it what you like, cultural world building, it's the idea that no matter how different it is, it is still the same thing, the same universe, the same storytelling. The, there's a there's a core of the of that element in every story. So as I'd said in my previous example of the Bat Family, is there is a similar storytelling element, the heart of the story, so to speak, that binds all the Bat Family characters together. Correct. It's more of a uh, uh, one plus one equals two situation more than it's a one divided by one. Because what happens is you're adding on to the core. That's all you're doing. Someone makes an original story or original concept. Then with a new idea, you're just adding on to it without detracting from the core, right? And that's what that bad family thing did, right? And But what's the good stuff of world building or cultural building one is simple the good stuff is over time you could tell multiple stories with either similar characters or legacy characters or if you're selling t-shirts guess what as a creator you get to advise new ideas without completely having to tell your whole story people already know your story because they've been following you if you're trying to build a, a culture, that's what helps. It's make a message. For me, it's helping creators grow. It's putting out information out there, whether it is a storytelling element. Or eventually, I do plan to put out a how-to guide on how to put a, a good podcast together. A big thing about this is you have to put it together. Storytelling-wise, a really good world-building anime is one piece it's a super long a lot of people complain that it's super long and it's it's not over so how can it be good simple majority or 90 percent of all things said in one piece affects the story and the writer does not forget about those little details the friendships the lesson anyone can take away from one piece is no matter how small of a detail you put into your project, people will care about it. And if, as long as you care about it as much as your your customers or fans or as a writer, 
you will always have that attention, right? It's important to understand that. Another major thing about building worlds, to me at least, is setting rules. Is setting the rules for your world. Now, for many worlds, it's a very difficult thing, right? Disney, for business, they set their own rules, right? Disney has a set of rules that they cannot break. They won't break because that's how their stories are written. Um, in One Piece, guess what? There's a set of rules that must be followed. And because these rules exist, you have characters in another place learning new tactics and skills to solve problems that these rules give them issues with. Because they have certain powers and they have certain weaknesses because of the rules. In One Piece, if you eat something called a devil fruit, you can no longer swim. You lose the ability to swim. And though you're granted great power, the show's about pirates out on sea, and if you can't swim, it's kind of a big um, blow to being a pirate, I guess. But the crazier thing about this whole thing, that world building, if you set the rules right, and if you tell a good enough story, you could sell, you could tell whatever you want to do, right? Because creators here, right, we like to think we could just t- say whatever and then backtrack and whatever and backtrack and whatever and backtrack. That's not how life works. People want to see how consistent you are in comparison to what you're trying to tell them. So, someone who very much likes many different types of podcasts, that's my big rule of thumb for them, right? Is how they build the world. Yes, it's not an anime or movie, but do they follow their own established rules? Even if they never say them, right? Unspoken rules, right? That's the big thing. Because I realized, growing up, I would watch a lot of YouTube channels. And I would eventually stop. Because either one thing would change or my interest might change. But a major thing I realized is some of them I stopped watching because they changed their own rules for certain situations. And many and many content creators do fall in this trap because now they had a certain form of content and then when it started getting sponsored, they tried changing it so the sponsorships are more happy. It's a very it's a very hard thing to do nowadays, right? Not everyone can pull it off. Another thing is developing a character. If we develop character with limitations, we become better people, right? So, and if you look at any story, character development comes from restriction, not freedom. If you if you start off writing a story about any character and he can do everything, he has no reason to develop because he's perfect, he can do everything, and he's a Gary Stew. The man doesn't need to change. But character development is what makes us better, right? And people feel when you develop, they develop kind of a symbiotic thing they change while you change and onward and onward and people just feel more connected to you because you're changing with them instead of consistently playing the same game and messages to change that's a big thing too messages change greatly but your core doesn't have to change people of all time have come around and said yeah um i believe in this and then they changed and they change your opinion over time. But did the core change in them? Or did they have a core to begin with? 
things we talk about with politics is do politicians ever change their core? And a lot of times, it feels like they do. Whereas something like let's say the Bad Family again, their core doesn't change. It's about justice. It's about righteous justice that needs to come to criminals. That being said, everyone does it differently. And as a writer, I love it. Because being on Burning Metal, I'm consistently forced to change into something that's a better version of me every day. Every day, I'm forced to change. And you find out that it's just, it's a good feeling to do that. Because if you're stagnant, then you're never going to be able to build enough and connect with more people. Connecting, if you're someone who knows everything, knows everyone, and knows how everyone ticks, is tick, you're God. But can you truly say that right now you can do that? I don't think you can, because I know I can't. So here's what I'm saying here. As a creator, if you write, if you do a podcast, if you do a YouTube channel, if you're a music musician, never lose your core. World building is all about your core inside of you. Don't lose it, because that is what pushes you forward. The ever evolu- the ever changing evolution of your core, of its principles, should never change, but its mannerisms can. Let's test the fires. Okay, now we're in herditing. Now it's gonna talk straight facts. Or I think straight facts, right? This is more of a fact opinion based thing here. But I am gonna have to say, I wanna talk about some successes and some failures at world building or culture building, right? Let's talk about the failures first. As much I'm a DC's fan, I have to say the DC movies have done an atrocious job, okay? I'm thinking this is fact, because of the dollar bill signs is less than what the MCU did. But the DCEU, or the movies of Justice League, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, all these movies, individually you could have your own opinion on them, right? But as a world-building tool, as a movie to jump to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, failed entirely. One, because I don't think they're great, connectively speaking. Besides one or two fun je- one or two fun jokes and comments here, but there's not a lot of things to be said about that, right? Two, they do not take into account a potential growth for these characters because they just forced them all into a Justice League scenario before the characters could be the characters. And it it didn't work. It just didn't work. People didn't... It didn't work to the point that they're re-releasing a new cut of Zack Snyder's original cut that he wanted to release, but not the original theatrical release. That's how I can tell you it didn't work. Another... Another... uh failure of a franchise in world building is Assassin's Creed. Okay, for a while, Assassin's Creed was a very successful franchise with what I found to be a great story about modern day and past storytelling. It worked very well together. But what eventually happened was they wanted to change the gameplay of it a little bit, and in changing the gameplay, they also changed the way the story was being told. 
by adding a pick agenda character, which in a strong story, you can't have that kind of, you can't have that kind of thing, right? Because you need to be a de- defined character. Leave anything open to interpretation for the fans, and you already have left yourself in a pickle right there. There, there is no, you put yourself in a pickle already. Arguments and potential people walking away from it just from the fan base alone. And on top of that, they really haven't cared about the storyline for a while. Origins was still on the storyline track. Then they added Odyssey, which was even further behind Origins, which is just even more confusing. And then they added Valhalla. I'm not saying these games individually can't be great games, but I'm saying the story had to be picked up in Valhalla again. And now it's like weirdly connected, but it's not really connected. And there's still debate on what's actually canon versus non-canon. And we don't really know. It's a very strange thing to have to deal with. Assassin's Creed is a failed connected world building thing, right? It doesn't do well in that. And I will have to say, I have to throw this one under the bus as well. It's the monster universe. From like the early, like 2010 to 2015, when Tom Cruise played the mummy and they had the Dracula movies and then they were gonna come out with three more movies and then onward and forward. It, it just didn't, it didn't click, right? The Dracula and mummy movie didn't connect somehow and then on top of that, they were like setting up a giant thing when no one really knew what the thing was supposed to be to begin with. There was no tone set. And this leads into the successes of what I think are really good franchises. We go to the MCU. The MCU for 10 years set a tone, put their heroes in the right environment. There are some failures, but for the most part, I would have to say all of the movies succeeded. Because not only did people watch them, they felt like they needed to watch them to know what was going to happen in the next movie. Towards the end, it kind of faltered, but you know what? 10 years of movie making, of movie magic, and people watched it. Not only did people watch it, but people liked it. It's become cultural zeitgeist, essentially. And that is the beauty part of the MCU. It worked. They're in a, they're in a new phase that it could work and it couldn't work now, so we don't know where it's at now. But for those first 10, 10 and a half years, it worked wonderfully. Because characters were developed, villains were developed, Relationships changed throughout those 10 years, and we grew with the character into these moments. I personally think that the ending could land a little better with some characters, but overall, it was a masterpiece in, in world building for movies. It built great structure, right? Now, another really good world building movie, or franchise, we'll just call things franchise. Is Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or I think it's called Middle Earth, whatever Tolkien calls the universe exactly. There's the Hobbit trilogy, there's the Hobbit book, and there's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Now, I will say that the Hobbit movies could have been better, but books wise, The Hobbit is a great book. And if you read the other three books, the other books of Lord of the Rings, they're also great. And movie wise, you You've created the three Lord of Rings, and the Hobbits are okay because the Lord of Rings exist. 
God would be great if the Lord of Rings didn't exist and the quality was the way put up to such a high level of character development, of enemies, of shifting. People knew what to expect from Lord of the Rings. Expectation is a big, is a big weapon for people once world building is there. Or it could be a good crutch. Cause if you set one expectation and change it as you keep it going drastically and change the core of the story is where you lose people. Storytelling is important. You cannot change the core of it. Forger's Last Stand Okay, now we are at the end of the cast, but what have we learned about world building? World building is a business tactic. It's a story it's a, It's developing culture around you. And so for creators, what's important is to hear to understand is what builds your culture? What kind of core values will you stick to? Learning metal wants to be as authentic as possible. We also want to help creators grow. Give confidence, right? A big thing for me was going in confidence was seeing the Joe Budden podcast because they just did what they did. Their core was they do whatever they want. That was their core. Sure, they changed it up. They tried to get more formatted sometimes and other ways they did this. And that's what the big thing is here. Burning metal is on fire! And we, you and me as listeners, right? I get myself hyped listening to my own episodes. I hope you do too. You know what I'm saying? But a big thing is, I want to help you guys. You guys to grow and become better at whatever you get done. Right? I am here to grow with you. I am mentally always forging my own blade in my own head, right? Am I the best I can be right now? No, I'm not. So you have to forge your way. You have to bang away at the metal and make sure it becomes even sharper and stronger than ever before. Like, listen, you just gotta run through it. You gotta build it up, become the Howard Stern Show, and just be balls to the wall if you want to, or be crazy if you want to, be creative if you want to. I have some future plans and it's gonna be dope. Burning metal is always meant to be metal. Being metal, right? I think that's the best part of it. The great tools of storytelling for board building, use them. They help you. It helps you push. It helps you push things. If you want to do short-term storytelling, that also helps too. You know what I'm saying? It's good for short-term and long-term. People mainly use the long-term, but short-term also Similarities, stereotypes, things that people can cling to fast. World building is a beautiful thing. I've always been attracted to what world building can do. I've always made the joke with people saying, I don't want to have to talk to sentences with everyone all the time. Just, sometimes you can just grunt. But that is the beauty of world building. If you do enough world building, you can pull that off and more. And I want to thank everyone who listened to this podcast. It's a great honor for me as a Forge Master to have you listen to me. And for everyone who learns and has any ideas, send me ideas through my social medias. It'll be in the description. 
And if you're new, welcome. If you're old, if you're an old listener and you're listening from the beginning, thank you. I appreciate everyone who does. And guys, just be metal and go out there and just kill it, man. The world is a forge that you can you can mold it in your own image. Do it. Control it. That's what you should be doing.